Hello and good afternoon. Benjamin Klein here with you on this Friday out here in New York City. Kind of a in-between nice and disgusting day. Uh, <clears throat> here to give you my daily dose of rant. Um, kind of going to give you a little hint preview as to what my new show coming out next week, The Dogmatist, is going to look like. Uh, mainly due to the fact that there were really no New York sports outcomes last night. I know the Islanders beat the Flyers, not going to talk hockey. Um, I know the Mets won last night uh, on a walk-off, Conforto getting hit by a pitch, uh, driving in the run, the game-winning run, uh, after going 0-4 for 4 with runners in scoring position previously the night before. Uh, I heard that he kind of leaned into the pitch a little bit. It wasn't so much of a ball or inside. He kind of leaned in. Maybe he didn't have the confidence to get the hit that he needed with the bases loaded. Anyways, they wind up winning the game, and uh, good for them. Obviously, beating the Marlins, as I said yesterday, this is going to be a great division. Uh, seems like the Mets are kind of having similar troubles as the Yankees right now with their hitting, pitching not the issue. Um... But not really much to talk about. So going to be preview, pre previewing my show, The Dogmatist, now. Uh, the reason I call my show The Dogmatist is because a, dog, a dogmatic or a dogmatist is someone who's very opinionated um, and doesn't necessarily you know, use numbers, stats, or facts to back up their opinions. They more uh, get their opinions based on their feelings and their emotions. Um, you know, I, I try my best to bring in facts, but I think it's also entertaining when people really get riled up and start uh, letting their emotions loose and uh, their and crazy opinions come from that. It definitely happens to me sometimes, um, and I'm deciding to give you a little preview of what it's going to be like today because I saw some news, got me a little heated. Um, I'm not going to start off with that news. I'll get to that news after, uh, but going to start off today by talking about the New York Yankees and not necessarily their struggles to start the year offensively, uh, not being able to hit with runners in scoring position, uh, but their injury concerns, which have been a which have been a real concern through the past three to four years at this point. It's pretty absurd uh, to start this to start this season uh, on the IL. We had the likes of Zach Britton, Luke Voigt. Justin Wilson, uh, and definitely a bunch more that uh, just weren't able to start the year. Not sure. What, I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly what each of the, what injury each of those players have, but I know that they all weren't able to start the year. Uh, I believe that Justin Wilson is off the IL today, ready to ready to return to the bullpen, uh, making his Yankees return. Used to be with the Yankees, uh, then went to the Mets. I forget where else he went, but now he's back with the Yankees. Quality lefty, I like him. But let's get to the real issue at hand, which is Aaron Judge sitting out his second straight game with apparent side soreness, according to uh, Aaron Boone and the Yankees organization. Uh, I know that I went to the game on Wednesday. Uh, I saw him play extremely well. I believe he went like three for four or something like that. He smacked the home run. He had an RBI double. Uh, I think he got another base hit as well. But it's really deflating when, uh, you know, I'm not looking at the news all day, you know, not Wednesday, but Thursday, the day after I went to the game. 
or actually, I guess I went to the game on Tuesday and then the game for Wednesday because I didn't play on Thursday. But point is, is that I'm not looking at the news at all on Wednesday, uh, not really expecting any news because you expect your players to be healthy, especially when you watch them hit a mammoth home run the night before in the eighth inning. Um, so you, I wasn't expecting him to be out, and then all of a sudden he's out. And it's, you know, same thing is every year. that It might not be the same injury, but it's just concerns with him. Like, what is going on? Why did, why can't he play? Why can't he stay healthy? Why can't he stay on the field? Is it something with him? Is that why we can't give him a big contract? Is it due to our training staff? Because, you know, it's not just him usually every season that's getting injured, you know. Every team that's had that, every team in sports gets injuries. It happens. Mitchell Robinson for the Knicks got injured twice this season already. Two pretty brutal injuries. Um, you know, it, it happens injuries, but it's just happened so consistently with Aaron Judge that he hasn't been able to stay on the field. And then I, I really believe that it impacts his play in the in the postseason because he's not flowing. He, he's not in rhythm the way that he should be uh, if he were, you know, playing a full 162 or whatever, you know, at least 130 out of the 162, whatever it is. Uh, you know, it, it's just unfortunate. Um, this is what... Aaron Boone had to say about it. Uh, I'll give you the quote. He said, he's not in the lineup. Just felt like I wanted to wait at least another day. And then he goes on to say that he had a good day of treatment in the late afternoon and into the evening yesterday. Same this morning and actually hit in the cage already and that went well. And again, it was something that I felt I wanted to at least give another day and we'll see where we're at in 24 hours. Uh, I mean, that's interesting. He was able to get in the cage, but for some reason he's not able to play. Um, you know, if he's, if you're waiting for him to be healthy, then just don't force it in the cage. He can re-aggravate the injury or make it worse if he gets in the cage. So I don't understand that. Uh, maybe this is, an, that sounds like an issue to me. Uh, maybe that's what the Yankees have always been doing. They've been just pushing their players a little too hard. If they, you know, if they can't get on the field, why are we forcing them into the cage? I don't know, that's kind of a curious decision there, in, in my opinion. Um, uh, Boone went on to say, simply just wanting to play the long game and not force anything back in just to be safe at this point right now, and we'll see where we're at in 24 hours. Uh, if we're playing the safe game, why are we putting him in the cage? I mean, you know, if, if you really want to play it safe, don't put him in the cage. Wait till he's feeling better, and then put him in the cage so he starts uh, getting a little more comfortable in there before he gets back in the lineup. Uh, you know, I, I hope this doesn't wind up in him, him hitting the IL. They haven't put him on the IL yet. They just announced, you know, today that he's missing his second straight game. So hopefully, you know, he'll be back uh, Saturday, ready to go. Uh, would be a real blow to the beginning of the season if, uh, you know, our fan favorite player in Aaron Judge is already down, uh, you know, 10, 10 day IL. You know what that turns into. That turn that that's never just a ten day IL, especially with the Yankees. It always turns into longer. Um, my my concern with Aaron Judge is that he's this has always happened to him, and I think that it might be because he actually is like, you know, baseball doesn't seem like a brutal sport in comparison to like. Uh, football or even hockey or basketball running around the whole game but baseball you're really twerking your back when you're when you're hitting you know you're really swinging it especially when you're a guy like Aaron Judge 6'7 huge beast of a human being uh, and I'll tell you that home run that he hit the other day 
That was a monster shot. Absolute liner screecher into the bleachers in left field. Uh, those are Whenever it lands in the bleachers in left, you know that that's a very long, nice shot. So, landed there. I, caught me by surprise. He, he absolutely blasted that. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how he gets injured. He blasts balls actually too hard for his own good. And he's, like, busting his back out. Uh, they say that it's a side injury, but uh, I th- I wouldn't be surprised if like you know, it's kind of it's your side is connected to your back. So I think that that might be the concern. He might actually swing that bat too hard and and be twerking his back uh, too much when he or too hard when he swings. Uh, but it, it's definitely not encouraging signs to start the season. Uh, I mean, you know, the Yankees with si- such high expectations. Uh, every single season, they've gone year after year with their backups really stepping up. Uh, not that it won't happen again, but it would be nice to be able to get another full year of Aaron Judge. Uh, remember, the only year that he really played a full season, he hit 52 home runs. I believe he was also even injured for that season a little bit. A little bit. Uh, so we all know his potential if he stays healthy. Uh, he's definitely a vital piece to this team. You know, Cog in the, in, at the number two spot in the lineup, the now... Uh, what people consider to be the most important spot in the lineup, uh, you know, we're gonna we're definitely gonna miss him there. Uh, Glaber Torres it was uh, played it for him in the number two spot in the lone game that he missed. We'll see what they do tonight uh, with that two spot, but hopefully he can come back. If he's if he's out for an extended period of time, I don't think that the Yankees are in too much trouble. Uh, depending on if they're able to start, you know, hitting with runners in scoring position, not just going for home runs. But uh, I wouldn't be too concerned uh, about how the Yankees will play without him. The biggest concern is if he can come back 100% and actually stay on the field, uh, something that's definitely been a major issue for him throughout his career. And uh, it may be the reason that he doesn't get a long-term contract with us and he might, he might even be on a different team next year. Uh, but, I mean, you know, if no one else offers him a good enough deal next year, talking about his free agency, his pop possible free agency uh i think that the yankees can maybe get him on like a short-term one-year deal just to prove himself for one more year that he could stay healthy but uh what am i saying it's still the beginning of the year it's only the third season of the series coming up tonight uh we're playing the tampa bay rays in tampa very exciting stuff uh you know we lost to them in the playoffs last year in five games uh and you know the v elimination game game five uh, so very excited to be able to go to Tampa, face a team that is definitely a little bit less talented than they were last year, having lost uh, Blake Snell, Charlie Morton. Uh, so, you know, let's let's move on to Tampa Bay. Let's focus on them. Hopefully Aaron Judge will be back and healthy very soon. But uh, it's it's definitely disappointing that, he, that this continues to happen. And uh, it's not even just him. It's the whole team. But it's most disappointing for him be, just because, you know, he, he could have been the face of the Yankees, but he's always injured and uh, on playoffs issues with him. But uh, we're not even talking about that. Judges, Chambers, all that. He's the face of the team, and he's not going to be on the field two, for his second game in a row. Injury concerns throughout his whole career. I hope that he could come back healthy. Uh, you know, I would say let him rest. Uh, don't put him in the cage. That's my opinion. No reason to re-aggravate the, the injury potentially. All it takes is one swing of the bat, and then all of a sudden the injury gets worse. So hoping that we could see Aaron Judge soon. Uh, be well, Aaron. Hoping the best for you, and uh, hoping the Yankees can right the ship. 
tonight against the Rays uh, after losing their final game of the series against the Orioles. Now, moving on to something that really got me irked when I read it just now, even though uh, it's because the article title kind of is a little bit misleading. Um, It's regarding the Jets and uh, Joe Douglas and the Sam Darnold trade uh, and his reaction to it. Um, The article headline actually said that uh, he doesn't care about the outcome of the trade or something. It was, it was something like that along those lines that he, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter to him if Sam Darnold uh, succeeds. I think that exactly what it was is, quote, he doesn't, I don't care if the trade backfires, unquote. I, I don't see the quote that quote in this article, but uh, that was the quote of the headline, uh, that he doesn't care if the trade backfires. Uh, so it was kind of a little bit misleading. But definitely got me very upset because if he doesn't care about the the trade backfiring, uh, I'll tell you who does care. Millions of Jets fans care. And uh, we will go and show you, Joe Douglas, that we care. Because uh, guess what? You're running it back the same exact thing that we did three years ago uh, that we all got got behind. How do you expect us to get behind this again? I hope that you know that a lot of us, including myself, are going to be unable to get behind this until we see the guy go out there and perform and actually succeed and show that he has high potential. Um, the issue is that I don't think that you gave him uh, enough to really succeed. You, you didn't fix the offensive line at all. Um, you just signed a bunch of backups. Uh, we could start the backups. It'll be the same thing as last year. It'll be garbage, and, and he won't be able to perform just like Sam Darnold, be running around the whole field, uh, you know, not being able to really stay in the pocket and learn how to play football by reading uh, defenses and going through progressions. But uh, in addition to that, we don't really have a number one receiver. Uh, you know, it's a classic Jets thing. Have a bunch of number twos, no real number one. Uh, Denzel Mim, uh, Denzel Mims, I guarantee you, he could. I guarantee you that he could be good. But I guarantee you also that he will not be a one this year. He'll be at best a two. Corey Davis is a two. Keenan Allen is a two, you know, probably a three on the Jets. Same thing with James Crowder. The Jets have a bunch of twos, and a bunch of twos aren't going to get open on every play, especially quick enough when your offensive line isn't isn't giving you enough time. And guess what else? We don't have a running back. Do you want to know why uh, Joe Douglas saying that he knows that Sam Darnold will succeed in Carolina? You want to know why he'll succeed? Probably because he's playing with one of the best running backs in the history of... uh, of football and Christian McCaffrey. Have the Jets ever given Sam Darnold any running back to work with? Have the Jets given any quarterback ever anyone to work any running any quarterback ever a running back to work with? No. No, they haven't. We got Le'Veon Bell, we thought that would be it. No. Uh the last time that we really had a running back that was like, you know, this is like I can work with this. It was Curtis Martin. Uh I'm not giving that I'm not giving that uh, title to Sean Green. I'm not giving it to LaDainian Tomlinson. Uh, I'm not giving it to Chris Ivory. I'm not giving it to any of those guys. Chris Ivory had a 1,000-yard year. Great. We weren't good back then. We were garbage. You know, someone has to perform offensively, uh, except, I guess except for last season. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, explaining Chris, that's explaining Chris Ivory. But Sam Darnold going to Car- Carolina, he's obviously going to succeed. I mean, Kyle Allen literally was, was not – great but was but was good uh in his one season with the Panthers I think it was Matt Rule's first year Christian McCaffrey over a thousand receiving yards if you have a running back in your team that can, that's capable of getting over a thousand receiving yards 
your quarterback is probably going to succeed because that running back is a security blanket. He's you know going to be open immediately most of the time if he's if he's going out of the backfield and he's a guy that can you know make guys miss, get yards after after the catch after the hit. Uh, so I definitely see Sam Darnold succeeding. I'd be shocked if Sam Darnold didn't get the starting job and wasn't successful. Uh, but moving back on to the Jets, uh, we're just not setting up that quarterback, which is probably Zach Wilson, to really succeed. Uh, and it goes to show that I don't think that, you know, I think it starts from the top with the Johnsons. They're not owners that know how to build a team correctly, that uh, hire the right guys. I You know, I like Joe Douglas, but Joe Douglas, I'm not buying in on this pick until he performs. And if you're going to tell me that you don't care if this trade backfires, then guess what? I don't know if you should be the GM of this team. Uh, you know, it may be a little bit harsh, but that's the whole point. You should care. You should want us to win. You should want us to succeed. You should want to win that trade. Like, what are you talking about? You don't care if that trade backfires. Uh, this is this is the quote uh, straight from Joe Douglas. Whether I look bad or not for trading Darnold in parentheses and parentheses, I could give two shits about that. Uh, so he doesn't care about his look of how he traded Darnold, which uh, I totally uh, I understand. You know, you got to go in with confidence. But to say that uh, if it backfires that you won't care, that's ridiculous. Um, you know, we could have, you, know, you look at a lot of teams that have good quarterbacks. They had the team implemented. It was everything put in place before we drafted, before they drafted the quarterback. Um, I would have loved to have built an offensive line. Uh, you know, if we if we were able to get a guy like Penny Sewell, then I would literally say, go get a quarterback. Like, you, you got your offensive line. You have two studs on the offensive line now, not just like, okay, guys. Two studs, guys that are going to be Pro Bowl caliber and all pro caliber offensive linemen for the next 10 years probably in Becton and Sewell. So then you actually have a good offensive line. And then maybe you'll have enough time for those twos to get open. Uh you know, I, I I just don't see how we're setting a guy up to succeed when we give him no offensive line help. He's not going to have a lot of time to be able to just sit in the pocket and, and you know, go through his progressions, which is, in my opinion, the most important thing in football. Uh, that's why Tom Brady's the GOAT. You know, he, he can not only can he read a defense, but he goes through his progressions quickly. He's able to look guys off through going through his progressions so quickly. Goes from one side to the other. Uh, that is the most important thing in football, uh, being a quarterback, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know if Zach Wilson has that. Everyone raves about his athleticism and him getting outside of the pocket. Uh, I don't remember the last time that uh, Brady won a game from getting outside of the pocket. So uh, I'm all in on you know guys that can stay in the pocket. I don't need a runner. Uh, I don't want to get Zach Wilson because he, you know, he's good at throwing outside of the pocket. I want to see him sit in the pocket. And be able to, you know, look guys off, go through his progressions, and deliver a nice, uh, you know, solid ball after going through, you know, three progressions. Go from your first guy to your tight end to your next guy, right? And even maybe back. Uh, I don't know if he's capable of doing that. I, I doubt that he is just playing in BYU. He probably always went to his first guy. He probably rarely had to look other guys off because, uh, you know, he's not playing high quality, high quality opponents. Um,. But it, you know, it's just it's just unfortunate that uh, we're, we're running it back. Uh, I believe the Jets are the first team in the history of the NFL, of, if we draft the quarterback this year, to draft two QBs in the top three uh, within four years of each other. So that's already a bad sign. But 
you know, how is how is the guy supposed to succeed when he doesn't have the offensive line? That's that's my question. I mean, it's pretty much the same situation that Darnold came into. Uh, maybe a little bit better, considering uh, based on how you think of Corey Davis, I guess, is, is the main thing, and Keelan Cole. Because if those guys, you know, all of a sudden they're, they're amazing, uh, then I think that Zach Wilson could, you know, find a way to succeed. The issue is that, uh, I don't think that those guys are really that amazing, uh, amazing enough to really, uh, you know, unless Zach Wilson is going to make them amazing, which I'd be stunned if that happened. But, uh, uh, listen, the lack of weapons in terms of a uh, receiver and running back and the lack of offensive line just makes me wonder, what are they doing? Uh, what's the goal here? You know, we got Tevin Coleman, but like Tevin Coleman was the number two running back on a, on a Super Bowl team. So are we going to get another running back, uh, a guy that can really, you know, bolster this offense like a Travis Etienne, like a uh, Najee Harris with the second pick? Are we going to go offensive line with that second pick? Um, you know, I think that we got to go offense with that, with the second first round pick we have. Uh, if we go defense, I really don't understand that. Uh, the only thing that's been faltering year after year is the offense. Uh, the defense year after year is good and only, you know, isn't as good stats wise because the offense makes them, forces them to be on the field so much more and they're so tired all the time. Uh, so I think it's beneficial to go, you know, offense with those first two first with those two first round picks. Uh, and then, you know, our second round pick is a pretty high second round pick because our team was garbage last year. So uh, definitely I think that we could address a defensive uh, hole with that second round pick. But if we want to, if we want to, you know, get our quarterback going, we need to take another offensive player with that, with that other first round pick. Uh, if we don't, uh, I'm honestly going to have, uh, you know, a very difficult time watching next year. Um, I'm obviously... You know, going to tune in the beginning to see Zach Wilson. But if we go Zach Wilson and then a defensive player, and I, and I see Zach Wilson, you know, failing, it's just going to be it's going to be too much for me to handle. Um, especially after just having gone through Darnold, uh, you know, it's rough times to be a Jets fan. I can't. I'll tell you this: as much as I loved uh, 